Can I ask all y'all to stand up? How's everybody doing today? If you are not having a bad day, having a good day, if you're not having a good day, this is the place to be. We want to welcome all the people from our micro sites, all the campuses. Everyone say San Marcos. San Marcos. Say East County. East County. San Isidro. San Isidro. City, Heights. City Heights. God bless all y'all. Coronado, what's up, Coronado? God bless all y'all. Lord, thank you so much uh, for your presence. Thank you for what you're teaching us through this series called Dialed In. We acknowledge, uh, Spirit of God, that you are here. We acknowledge that you are working on every single person in this room. You know all our issues, all our drama, all our problems, our frustrations. And you have an answer. For every question we have, we just need to dial into what you're saying, what you're doing. We need to understand how you're moving in our life. So, God, I pray you speak to us. I pray that you make your presence known to everybody listening now. And even if they're listening to a recorded version of this sermon months from now, I pray that you would speak to them in their life in that moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's going to speak to you today. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? 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 Let's see your Bible. Get your Bibles out. Come on, church. Get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out. On the count of three, say word. On a count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. Very good. Let's turn to Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six. Sometimes the simplest things are so hard. In 1978, I went to, I was a freshman in college, and my uh, defensive back coach had tried out in the NFL, Richie Fenton was his, is his name, and he was in shape still. I think he had just got out of trials. He didn't make the team, but he was still in shape, and he played the position I played, so he was a real-life dude. It wasn't like some guy who just coached all his life. He actually played. And he was in shape. He was like, we looked up to this dude. He was just a, a stud of a guy. And one day he brought all the defensive backs, maybe uh, 10 of us or whatever, to his apartment. Just for a little get-together, a little bonding time. And he brought me into his bedroom, opened up his drawer to his little nightstand, and pulled out an NFL contract that he had signed. And he said to me, um, you can have one of these, but you have to work. And that was, of course, my dream, every kid's dream. And it just fired me up and gave me a picture of my goal, was to have, not only have that contract and sign it, but to make the team and have it be enforced. Um, I want you to think about what your NFL contract equivalent is. What is it that you really, really want God to do in your life? And it could be something as simple as I just want to have a happy family. I, I want to have a job that I'm passionate about. I want to have um, health. I want to know my purpose on earth. And by the way, a lot of times when we pray for something, we're never praying as big as God wants for us, which is even as big as you can pray, God says, that's cool, let's get there, but let's even go past that. Okay, you may be saying, I just want a girl with nice lips. I, I don't know. 
<laughs> and God's like, I could do better than lips, okay? I could do hard personality, you know, <laughs> relationship. And so, but, 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 but it's very important for you to really articulate in your heart what you are pursuing God for. Because if you were to articulate what you want, you may realize how ridiculously small it is. And how God's like, that's it? I, you don't really need me for that. I mean, what do, you, what do you want me, what does it look like if I move in your life? Now, I'm going to tell you how to get there. This little piece of paper right here, it's in your, in your bulletin. Take out the lesson plan right here, this little piece of paper. We started a series three weeks ago called Dialed In. Everyone say Dialed In. And we've been talking about praying. And I've challenged you to get a place that you're going to pray. That's, this is my simulated place that you're going to sit, kneel, walk, whatever, lay on the floor. That you have your Bible, your pen, and the paper, what time you're going to get in your place, how long you're going to be there, who your accountability partner is to challenge you to pray. I've been challenging that all these weeks. And if you've been here, you know what I'm talking about. Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. And, and, it, and if you've been doing it, God's been working in your life. If you haven't been doing it, let, you know, what are you waiting for? And so what we're praying for is we're praying for something for God to do that we can't do. We're not praying for God to bless what we're doing. We want God to do what he's going to do. It's something impossible. And so what we're going to go over today is this little piece of paper. And I'm going to challenge you for seven days, one week, 15 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, to pray this piece of paper. And I'm going to teach you today. It's very simple. One week. And then next week, I'm going to challenge you to do it another week. And then I'm going to challenge you to do it another week until we get to Easter. And by the way, I don't want to give you seven weeks in a row because that's a whole lot. We're just going to do one week, seven days. I want to say seven days. And, and I want to challenge you to set a time. I'm going to sit before God for 30 minutes, 25 minutes. And by the way, I'll once you see what we're going to do today, 30 minutes will go by quick. Okay. And I want to challenge you. And then I want to challenge you that you should pay attention to what God does. Because if God does not move in your life, then prayer is a fallacy. That's a big challenge. So it's a put up, shut up to God. Obviously, we don't want to say that to God. But it's, a, it's like we're going we're gonna to do our part. We're going to do what God said to do. And God's going to do what he's going to do, guaranteed. But you have to look for it. You can't have some coincidence happen. You get this all of a sudden crazy job and say, well, it was just a coincidence. And God's going to like, shut up. <laughs> so how about this? I'll take the job away and you go get it on your own. Okay, so you, so you have to give credit to God when credit is due. But, but what I'm saying is seven days, and I'm going to ask you at the end of the message if you're going to do it. I'm not going to ask you now because I want you to know what you sign up for. But really, it's seven days every day, by the way, including today, after you leave church. You're going to sit 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you're going to pray. And you're going to get somebody in your life, if you really want to make sure you do it, get somebody in your life that is an accountability partner. Through text, my accountability partner, Pastor Sergio Delamore here in San Diego, we text each other every single day, every single day since the end of November, every single day with a thumbs up if we, if we fulfilled our commitment. So just get somebody, you're going to thumbs up, I did it, whatever it is. And it could be I did it for 30 minutes, whatever the time is that you are committing before God, seven days in a row. And then next week we're going to do seven days again and we're going to do seven days again. We're going to do all the way to Easter, okay. But I'm just going to do seven days of chunks at a time, seven days at a time. Are you all with me? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through this piece of paper. Let's do a little review. We dialed in prayer, just as a review. Dialed in prayer is joining the conversation that's already taken place in the spiritual world. If you weren't here, you need to go back and listen to the sermons. I don't want to recap all of it. But simply, it's not just saying stuff to God. It is getting in tune with what God is already saying, what God is already doing. 
The Holy Spirit's having a conversation with the Father. Jesus is having a conversation with the Father. The devil's accusing you every day before the Father. Is getting in tune with what's going on and joining that conversation versus just coming up with stuff, okay? We join the conversation in heaven by doing three things. Everyone say declare. declare. We declare truth. And we're going to do that today. And then we listen. And by the way, listening is constant. But I couldn't write declaring the listening at the same time. You're always listening to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a small, still voice in your heart. And then you ask. Okay, you declare, you listen, then you ask. You don't just come to God and say, hey, God, I need some stuff. He's like, well, why don't we get on the same page before you start asking for stuff? Because you may realize after you declare that I've already given it to you. A lot of y'all are asking for stuff God's already given you. Dear God, I want peace. You already have it. You're just thinking about drama. <laughs> That's on you. Dear God, I, I want a woman. You already got the woman. You're just not ready for her yet, so I haven't introduced you to her. Or you're looking at her, you just don't see it. Because when she takes those glasses off and takes that bone out of her head, wow, you're going to be like, hey. That's just her work mode, okay? You ain't, you ain't seeing it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> okay, real quick, real quick. This, um, this uh, form, we're going to read through these words real quick. Each one of these words in bold is a theme. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through the themes. We're not going to read everything. You'll get the idea. But each theme is what you're going to pray for for a specific amount of time. You're not going to jump all over the place. You're not going to say, dear God, bless me in this. Oh, forgive me for this. Oh, pray for that person. I don't know what's going on over here. I'm worried about No, you're going to stay focused. Can God follow you? Yes, you can't follow you. So you want to stay focused. So what first we're going to do is we're going to admire God. That's A. It spells an acronym called OSIPA. First we're going to admire God, tell God how good he is. We're going to do that in a minute. Then we're going to wait and submit to the will of God. Then we're going to confess sin, turn it over. Then we're going to intercede for other people. Then we're going to petition for ourselves. Notice that we come at the end. And then we're going to admire God again. Are you all following me? So we're going to spend a few minutes telling God how good he is. We're going to spend a few minutes just waiting on the Lord. We're going to spend a few minutes confessing our sin. We're going to spend a few minutes praying for other people. We're going to spend a few minutes praying for ourselves. And then we're going to spend a few minutes admiring God. You could spend, you could drive all the way to L.A. confessing your sin. Same man if you know what I'm talking about. Do you know how cleansing that would be? If you drove all the way to L.A. confessing your sin? Try, you know, five minutes in the car. Okay, let's, let's do this because my time is running out. This, this is going to be good. A, everyone say A. a. Say admire God. Admire. First thing we want to do is praise God. The very first thing you always do when you talk to God. And, and again, by the way, this is not a formula. There's no formula. The, the only thing that's formulaic and, and uh, should be considered a formula is that you do it consistently. You can pray standing up, walking, laying on the ground. You can pray one topic. You can pray many topics. There's no formula. This is a guide. I'm getting my late night radio voice so you can pay attention. This is a guide. <laughs> say everyone say guide. guide. So all it is, a guide. Okay, number one, admire. Say admire. admire. Uh, it's based on the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The first thing Jesus said when you pray is, is to lift God's name up. You don't want to come to God with, bad, with jury, jury. You ever meet somebody and the first thing you say, hey, how you doing? And they're like, well, I lost my job. <laughs> it's a great sunny day. Well, I'm going to get a tan. You know how you <laughs> Everything's doomsday. It's like, get this person away from me. <laughs> Can you imagine coming to God? God, I don't know what's going to happen. God's like, are you kidding me? I am in control, homie. 
I'm on the throne. You should be excited. I love you. So the first thing you need to do is dial in your thoughts with what is already true by declaring the glory of God. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Declaring the glory of God. Let's look, look at this verse in, in, in Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And above it stood seraphim, angels. Each one had six wings. Two they covered the face, two they covered the feet, two they flew. And they cried to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Well, my point is that, remember, prayer is joining the conversation that's already happening. Do you know that 24-7, and there's no time in heaven, so it's just all the time. I don't know how they measure it. They don't. It's just all the time. Non-stop. Holy, holy. Holy when you're walking to school. Holy when you're walking to work. Holy when you're sleeping in bed. Holy when you're arguing with your wife. Holy, holy, holy. And the angels are going, when are you going to join us? And then you come to church and you're like, spirit of God, the living. And the angels are going, what are you saying? He is holy, holy, holy. Sing it with me. Come on now. Sing it with me. So here's what we're going to do. The first thing you do is you declare the holiness of God. Let's read it. Say, God is holy. holy. Shout it. Say, God is holy. holy. Perfect. Good. Faithful. Faithful. Never changes. I can trust God. So when you say what's true, you are dialing in your brain into the channel of God's praise. You're not making this up. You You are turning your thoughts towards truth. How many, of you, how many of you can honestly say God has always, 100%, come through for you? 100%. Lift your hand up real high. Lift your hand up real high. Lift your, keep your hand up real high. Now, if your hand is up and you are saying God has always come through for me, then never complain. But keep your hand up. Come on now. Come on now. Never come to God and say, God, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, he's like, didn't you just say I always come through? Yeah, but, 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 but nothing. Just keep your, keep your hand up and look at your hand and say, I always come through. Say, God always comes through. Very good. So if you know that, then you won't pray, God, please come through. You'll pray this, God, you always come through, and I know you're going to come through again. There you go. That's what you can pray. You declare truth. Amen. Okay, we're going to go through these, but... After you, as you're doing that, you're listening. We're not going to do that now. You're listening. Matter of fact, let's do, do this one. You're listening, and I want you to get a word. I want you to try to hear a word that the Spirit says to you about God's faithfulness, and you're going to write it in that space. Right? 15 seconds. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. What's the Spirit saying to you right now as you declare God's holiness? Lord, I heard you tell me you're faithful. How many of you heard a word from God tell you something? Something. That's okay. Raise your hand real high. Come on. It's okay. It's okay. You got to practice hearing the voice of God because what you're going to ask for God in prayer is based on what he's, he's speaking to you about. Well, look at the next one. We're going to ask. Say, dear Lord. Oh, come on now. Now everybody's chilled out because y'all, y'all, yeah, 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 yeah. So gotta pray. <laughs> Say, dear Lord. Reveal your holiness and faithfulness to my heart. Give me a heart that appreciates you. If you have a heart that acknowledges God's faithfulness and you appreciate God's faithfulness, guess what you will never do? Complain. Complain. Because 
A lot of times we're praying based on what the devil's saying, not what God is saying. The devil's saying you don't have anything. The devil's saying God's not going to come through for you. The devil's saying you've got to do it yourself. And so you pray based on that. Dear God, I need help. I can't, I can't do this myself. He's like, you're not supposed to do it yourself. Where'd you get that from? But if you say God is always faithful, God always comes through, God has a purpose, then you can say, dear God, I can't wait for you to see what you have for me. Are you following the difference between that prayer? That's why you have to start with declaring the truth so you're thinking based on what God has already done and what God is doing versus what the devil's threatening. Amen? Amen. Number, number next one. Wait. Everyone say wait. Wait and submit to thy will be done. Matthew chapter 6 verse 10 says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. God has a plan for you better than your plan for you. You can tell God anything you want. Dear God, I, 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 just, want, I just want a job. Tell him, I want a job. But as you dial into the fact that God loves you, and as you dial into the fact that God's will and desire for your life is better than yours, you say this, God, I want a job, but not my will, your will. And God's going to say, I have a career for you. I have a relationship that will thrive. I have a whole new heart for you. You have to declare the truth. And then you make the request. Let's look at the, let's look at the declaration. What's the declaration for this one? It says, say it with me. Say, your will for my life is perfect and complete. It may not always feel good. But in the end, it will not disappoint. God will never lead you through the valley of the shadow of death. He will never put you in the wilderness where things are hard, dark, you can't see what's going on. It's kind of scary. He will never lead you into the valley of the shadow of death or into the wilderness unless there's a promised land on the other side. So if you know that and say, God always comes through for me and his will is best for me even when I don't understand. You're not always going to understand. If you have this idea in your head that when you give your life to God and you walk with God, everything's going to be fine, that is not biblical at all. Look what happened to Jesus. They crucified him. However, he was exalted after the crucifixion. And at his name, every name will bow and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. So there are hard times, but he takes you through them. He gets you through. Because we live in a fallen world. We, we are attacked by the evil one. So don't think everything's going to be fine. And when something doesn't go your way, which, by the way, isn't always the right way, when something doesn't go your way, God all of a sudden has lost control. He has not at all lost control. Amen? Let's, let's read this out loud. Here's our ask. Say, dear God, reveal to me your desires for my life, my gifts, my talents. You always want to be walking in the will of God. How does this translate? As you are physically walking, driving, jogging through your day, and you are telling God, God, I declare your will be done in my life. I want your will to be done. Use me. When I'm in the airport, I'm like, God, use me. Who do you want me to talk to? I'm like a shark hunting for somebody in the, in the airport. Who am I supposed to talk to? And I'm like, why? Because he's giving me gifts for his glory. Somebody here is going to get prayed for. Somebody here has got to get encouraged. And so, so you have to be always in communication, listening, God, what do you want me to do? This is not about me. This is about the kingdom of God. Remember the kingdom of God, kingdom of the devil. I'm a kingdom warrior. You've got to be about the kingdom of God. Next one, confession. Everyone say confession. God is actively viewing you as forgiven. Do you know that God, the Bible says he has remembered your sins no more. Put that verse up there. It says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive others. What's the next one? It says, 
this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. Remember that. I'm going through this fast. You can read this when you get home. I will put my laws in their heart and in their minds I will write them. And then it says, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. How many of y'all remember some junk you did before that you asked God to forgive you? Raise your hand really high. Y'all remember? Y'all remember? How many of y'all are reminded of it every day by your family? (laughs) By the devil. By the mirror. (laughs) You know what God says? Uh, I forgot. What I am doing, this is God. The devil all day, the Bible says in Revelation, the devil's accusing you before the Father day and night. He's the accuser of the brethren. So the devil's saying they're a hypocrite, they're a liar, they're this, they're this, they're this all day. Jesus, however, is your advocate. He is advocating on your behalf to the Father. He's saying to the Father, Father, I, I, they gave their life to me. My blood that I shed on the cross, you remember that? It was real painful. You put me through it, but I remember that. I did it for them. Their sins are forgiven. They have my righteousness. When you see them, you see them through me. Not that the Father needs to be reminded of this, but it's something we can relate to, that the the Son is advocating for us, praying for us day and night. That's what you need to think about. The Bible says if you're in Christ, the old is gone, the new has come. The old is gone, the new has come. A lot of times we're living in the past. I did cocaine for for two years. I meet people all the time. I stopped it one day. I meet people all the time and say, so you're a recovering addict. I said, I don't consider myself a recovering addict. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm not holding on to my old past. I'm looking forward to what God has said I am already. And a lot of times we have to always look back, back, back instead of looking forward. Because what will happen, what will happen if you identify yourself with your old sins, that's who you are going to be. That's how you are going to act. You are going to actually form an identification that's based on your past that God says he's forgotten. So if I was to go around saying, well, yeah, I'm a recovering cocaine addict, God would say, who said that? That's not what I said. I washed that out of your life. You don't have any desire to do that. And, and, and I set you free. Yes, you did it. But that you did a whole bunch of stuff. You're going to go around saying that you are an addict of everything you did because I had a whole lot, bunch of addictions. No, you are my son. That's why in your mind you have to identify your prayers with what is true, not what you feel and not what you are accused of. Look at the declaration. Everyone say, say the declaration. Say, I admit that. Amen. Say it, I admit that. I realize that you have forgot, forgotten my sins. That you see me as righteous and forgiven. I accept your forgiveness. Amen. Say, I accept your forgiveness. Say, I am forgiven. Can you imagine driving down the road saying, God has forgiven me, God has forgiven me, verse, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're a failure, because that's what the devil's telling you all day long. And you have to decide between those two voices which one you are going to listen to and which one you are going to declare and repeat. And as you declare and repeat the truth, you are dialing in your mind to the conversation in heaven and you are renewing your mind. Well, it sounds like brainwash. It sounds like those self-help things. No, self-help sounds like the Bible, okay? If it, people come here and they go, oh, that church has lights and smoke. They're trying to make it look like a concert. Oh, no, we're trying to make it look like heaven. Concerts are mimicking heaven. Get that straight. We're not mim- we're, heaven's not mimicking concerts. Heaven was first, amen? In heaven there are lights 
And by the way, in heaven, they don't have lights. They have lightning. Get it straight. They got smoke. They got fire. They got earthquake. So we're just a little baby heaven. That's what we're trying to commit. And when you go to heaven, guess what? Guess what else is in heaven? Diversity. It says all the multitudes and all the nations are going to be before God together. So if you've got a race problem, you got, you, I don't know where you're going to go in heaven. Because <laughs> you're going to be up there with all kinds of brownies and everything up in heaven. Okay, number, let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. I, intercede. We got we to hurry up. Intercede. By the way, you're going to go home and practice this. And, and we'll, we'll review that in a minute. Every single one of these letters, you're going to go home and practice this. And if you could sit within each letter five minutes, that's a half hour. Just like that. You have to practice. Oh, am I looking for time? Yep. Yep. The more time you sit in the presence of God, and the longer God can do this to your heart, the more your heart's going to change. Absolutely. You want to go for a jog? You want to get in shape? And you're going to jog for two minutes? You ain't getting in shape. <sighs> go run for half an hour. A half hour of running is going to do you better than a two minutes of running. An hour is going to do better than a half hour. A half, an hour and a half, that might kill you, so back it up to an hour. <laughs> time. Everyone say time. Okay, intercede, intercession. Pleading with God on behalf of someone else. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive others. You must plead for other people. This is not about you. Remember, we haven't even gotten to ourselves yet other than asking for forgiveness. We haven't asked for anything that we want. Other-centered, other-centered. Look what it says in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. Therefore he is able to save us, the uttermost, those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. He always lives to make intercession for them. What does that mean? That Jesus is praying for you day and night. Day and night. So when you're battling your thoughts and your discouragement, Jesus is praying for you. Constantly. People come to me and say, hey, will you pray for me? And I say, let me do it right now. Because there's going to be another person after that, another person after that, I'm going to forget. So let's do it right now. And by the way, that may be, the, that may be it. Because next time tomorrow may come a bunch of other people. But guess who's praying for you 24-7? Jesus. Why is that important? For you to tell yourself that, God, I know you're praying for me. God, I know you're praying for me. I know you're right here. I know you're going through what I'm going through. I know you've been tempted and everything and never, and never sinned. Thank you for understanding what I'm going through. Say it. Over and over and over. And when you stop saying those kinds of things, listen to the kinds of things you replace that with. Oh, God, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, God, I'm worried. Oh, God, I'm stressing out. That's the devil. Because if I'm standing in the presence of God, I ain't tripping on anything. Can you forget, not forget God, but let's just move God aside. An angel. Just imagine you standing in the presence of an angel. I've never seen an angel, but let's make, let's make it up. Let's, let's say the angel's that big. I ain't going to make a big angel. I'll make a little angel. And he's he, 70 pounds. And his sword is that big. Because we, you know, we're physical. We're like we see physical. And he's just standing there. And, and, he, and, he, and he's got a real high-pitched voice. Miles, I got you. I'm like, I don't know how you going to. Oh, okay. My bad. You know, the Bible says one angel killed 186,000 Assyrians in one night. 186,000. 
If I'm in the presence of an angel, I'm not even talking about the glory of God, the presence of an angel, and the angel shows me what he can do, I'm like, I ain't worried about anybody. You have to pray with intelligence. You have to intercede. Let's, pray, let's, lay, let's, let's, let's declare a, a declaration over somebody else. Say, Lord, I know you are pleading for my mom, my sister, my father. I know that you want them to know you, trust you, love you. Do you know that when you're walking to school, walking in the airport, everybody you see that the Holy Spirit is praying for them? That Jesus is praying for them, that Jesus prays for the Christians and the believers and those who will believe. And that you can go wherever you are and say, Lord, you're praying for everybody in here. Is there anything you want me to know about anybody that's in front of me right now? When someone talks to you, you say, God, what do you want me to know about that person right now? Give me a word. He may not, he may. He may say, ask them about their dad. Ask them about their relationship with their mom. Ask them about their relationship with their spouse. Ask them about their health. And by faith, you say, that's it, that's it. That's all I'm going to tell you. How's your health? <gasps> Can you pray? I just found out I have. That's how it works. There's no formula. God just, he, the Holy Spirit is like the wind. You hear it coming. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it goes. He just comes and goes, boom, say that. And then he backs off and let's see what you're going to do. Can I get an amen? Never pray for something that you are not willing to participate in the answer. In other words, don't ever say, dear God, uh, go help that homeless person. Okay, now I want you to go over there. Oh, not me, somebody else. No, no. If you pray to help the homeless person, you have to be willing to participate in the answer if God so chooses to use you. Can I get an amen? So if you're saying, Lord, I want to pray for you, and God may say, now here's what I want you to do. You have to say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's look at the next one. Petition. Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Petition. Bless me, Lord. Everyone say, bless me. Bless me. Say, bless me. bless me. It is 100% biblical to pray for a blessing for yourself. God wants you to be blessed. Matter of fact, God says you are already blessed. You already have an account in heaven that you have to draw from. But the devil has convinced you there's nothing there that you have to earn it. No, God has blessed you by grace. Grace is undeserved. You cannot earn it. We just sang a song like that. You cannot earn God's love. You can't pay him back. You can't, you can't deserve it. You can't say, well, I, you owe me because I did this. That doesn't exist in heaven. Once you come to God with that attitude, conversation's over. But when you come to God and say, God, I received the blessings that you have given me that I don't deserve. Matter of fact, God, give me all the stuff I don't deserve because I want it. Why? So I can be a blessing to somebody else. Look what it said. Look what it said. It says, do not, it, let's, let's read that. Let's read it. Where's the, where's, the, where's the declaration? Where's the declaration? Let's read it. It says, I know that you are giving me a desire to pray, to, pray, to obey, to develop a passion, to read, and to serve, and to love. Where's the, where's the, what we're going to ask God for? What we're going to ask God for? Okay, look at this one. I love this one. Say, say Lord, Lord, bless me, Lord, with healthy relationships, with wisdom, patience, financial overflow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. God, give me some money. Ask God for everything as long as you ask it for the purpose of honoring him with it. It's not, Lord, give me money so I could be more rich, better man, and more better, better than everybody else. No, God, bless me so I can be a blessing. Amen? 
You have to have that attitude. So let's, let's read the whole thing one more time. Say, bless me, Lord. Bless me, with healthy relationships. With wisdom. With love. With patience. Financial overflow. You know, you know what overflow means? That I have my needs met and I got extra. What? I got my needs met and I got extra. Now, if, you, if your needs are met and you get extra, don't make more needs. And, and then you get more needs. Now you need more. I got to need more because I got more needs. And then you got, now I got to need more. Now you're over budget and all of a sudden you mess up and you stop praying for overflow. And you stop acting in a way that is trustworthy with the overflow and the overflow stops. And now you got needs that you can't meet. And then the devil says God left you high and dry. And then you panic and then you go out and rob a store because you, now you got to fit the needs that God used to bless. And you're like, God got me all this. No, no, no. You did. Keep your knees what they were, be happy with what you got, and be a blessing. Because God gave you overflow so you could be a blessing. Okay, so let's read this one, let's pray this one more time. Say, bless me, Lord, with healthy relationships. Say, wisdom, love, patience, financial overflow, more money, more money, and a heart that wants to be a blessing to others. Say, God, I want to be a blessing. Come on, I'm not, I'm not feeling some power. I want to hear some power because some of y'all just kind of die down at the blessing part. Okay? Say, Lord, Lord I want to be a blessing to other people. Do you know if you walk around and you say, Lord, I want to be a blessing? I was in, I was in an Oscars. Remember Oscars, the food place? I don't, they call it a California chick. I don't know what they call it now. California kitchen or whatever. And I was in there and, and they had 20 people behind the thing, behind the counter doing, getting chicken and ribs and all that kind of stuff. There's like 50 people back there. And I came to the thing to get my chicken. And this lady says, um, uh, uh, my boyfriend's in prison. I'm having a baby and I, I need a job and can you be my pastor? And I was like, well, I just want my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of asking for an awful lot for five dollars. I mean, I'm just paying five dollars for my chicken. <laughs> the first part of the story is true. The second part isn't true. I didn't really say that, but uh, it was. I was a little shocked because I was there again. I was like, get, I ordered, I waited. I'm now getting ready to go, and uh, so I said, "Cool, we got a number, blah blah blah." And, and as I was walking to my car, no lie, not that the other part was a lie either. But I'm walking to my car, kind of in the days, and, and, and I remember I was looking at the cracks in the sidewalk. I was just thinking about what just happened. And God said to me, if you promise to help people, you will have all the resources you need. If you promise to serve God, he will take care of all your needs. If you get greedy and selfish, all bets are off because now it's about you. But if you say, Lord, I want to be a blessing, if you say that every day, Lord, before you got out of your bed, Lord, I want to be a blessing today. I want to be a blessing. Well, brush your teeth before you say hello to your wife. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All the ladies say, hey. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Last one, admire. Say admire. Remember, we started with our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Start with that. And then you end with Matthew 6. What does it say? Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We started with, hallowed be your name. We end with, it's all about you, God. It's all about you. Whenever you pray, even if you just pray uh, one just confession, start your confession with God, you are good. God, you are forgiving me. You have forgiven me. And end with, God, thank you for forgiving me. So here's your challenge. Our time is up. Here's your challenge. 
Get this piece of paper out, please. Right here. Seven days. Everyone say seven days. Anybody can do anything for seven days for 15 to 30 minutes. Now, you may already do this fine, but I, I'm guessing that most of y'all don't. Is that you take seven days and you say, Lord, I'm going to pray through this. I didn't do everything. You don't need me to do every line. It's, it's the same format in every letter. I'm going to do this for seven days. And I'm going to pay attention to what you do. And I'm going to, if you really want to get, get specific, get a little notepad, write down what God does in your life. And in my experience of walking with God, I've been walking with God 34 years. In my experience, here's what God does. He answers your prayers before you pray them. Why? Because he don't want you to get the credit. He don't want you to think, I did this and God did this. It's a partnership. He's already way ahead of you. God is not waiting on, he's not like, okay, uh, you know, I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. God is already ahead of you. He's wanting you to dial into what he is doing and planning. And then he's going to open up your eyes to something he has been working for. Now, you may realize the answer after you pray. But God has already organized it. The Bible says you are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus to do good works that he has already prepared. He's already prepared. So here's my challenge. Seven days that you would pray. And a format is to go through each one of these letters, three, four, five minutes each, and take your time. And do one at a time. You're going to find yourself wandering all over the place. And you're confused. Where did I start? Where did, I, did I pray for my mother? Did I pray? No. Do it one section at a time for your benefit. Put verses in here. Think about it. For example, when the first one says, God is holy. What else is he? He is perfect. He is faithful. He is patient. He's always there. He never makes mistakes. Put it in your own words. And tell God. Declare how good he has been to you. Sit in it. The most important aspect of this is not that you read these words, but that you interact with the presence of God. That when you go to your place at your time, you say, Lord, I am in your presence. I acknowledge that. Speak to me. That is the most important thing. Let this guide you. Don't be religious about it. Be spiritual about it. Religious is I do these three things and this happens. Spiritual is I'm a guide. I'm a kind of, and let the spirit, I may spend 10 minutes on confession and three minutes on admire. Fine. And I may spend 10 minutes on admire and three minutes on confession the next day. Fine. Sit in the presence of God and learn to hear his voice. So here's my challenge on all the campuses. Seven days to do this and Please get a pen and paper so you can write down and keep track of what God is saying to you and what he does in your life. And look for the miracles. You can even, you can even do, do this. Say, God, Pastor Miles said, if I did this, you were going to do something. <laughs> you can say that. You can, I, I had a friend of mine, he, was, he wasn't saved and I was witness to him every day. We were coaching on the Pop Warner team, my son's Pop Warner team. And I kept, I kept saying, man, you got to get saved. And he said, no, nah, man, I'm not ready. And then one day he said, oh, when I die, I'm just going to say I know you. I said, brother, you better not mention my name. <laughs> but in this, you can mention my name. And here's what you can say. Father, Pastor Miles said, if I pray. No, Pastor Miles said, the Bible says, if I pray. 
you're going to move. And then I should look for and anticipate something to happen in my life, in my heart, in my mind. So I'm going to look, say that, and then say, if he's wrong, bless him anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not wrong because God is faithful. God is faithful. Okay, so here's my challenge. I'm going to ask you in a minute, how many of y'all, don't raise your hand yet. Watch people raise their hand. Just watch. How many of y'all are going to, don't raise your hand yet. <laughs> how many of y'all say, I'm going to do it seven days, 15, 30 minutes, a few minutes every letter for one week. Okay? Okay. One, two, three. Raise your hand if you're going to do it. Okay. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Look around the room. All the campuses. I know there's hands up all the campuses. Keep your hand up. Lord God, you see what's going on. You see all these people that are, they're going to step out in faith. Keep your hand up. They're going to step out in faith and they're going to pray every day. I pray that you prepare their hearts, prepare their room, their car, wherever they're going to pray. And I pray you blow their mind. Because that's what you do. And I pray you trip them out and you make them hungry to pray another week and another week and another week. And I pray that 15 minutes turns into 30 minutes, turns into 60 minutes, and they can't believe how fast. Matter of fact, Lord, I pray that the spirit of God moves so powerful, they don't want to stop praying. That they get frustrated because they got to go to work. They get frustrated because that TV show's coming on and they DVR and say, I'm going to watch that junk later. I got to spend time with my Savior. I pray you radically transform their life in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Hey. Wow, can you imagine your life, you guys, as we apply this? As we this week, for this week, apply this, I'm excited to see what miracles are going to happen.